I did one. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you but did But it was one. in French. It was in French, but you recorded it while we were here in the US. Yeah. Huh. Here we go. Welcome, guys, to the Right Balance Podcast. Y you said the, the drive over here was very simple? Yeah, we live in Hollywood, so it was like maybe 15 oh. minutes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just easy. 101. Yeah, really good sometimes when you just take like, okay, oh, 10 minutes, that's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Is, isn't it weird how, uh, I mean, does this happen in, in France? L.A. is the only place that I know of that people measure distance by time. Yeah. So if it's like two miles away, nobody says it's two miles away. They say, oh, it's 15 minutes away. You know, oh, where's Burbank? Oh, 25 minutes away. Is, is it the same over there or is that just an L.A. thing? That's when, an L.A. thing. Yeah, when we left, it was traffic in France. Like We come from the south. It was not that crazy, but I think it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, but we still measure by uh, kilometers. Yeah. Kilometers. Yeah. Not by miles. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't what? use freedom units. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We use what? regular units. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th I think that's hilarious how, how we have that different system. Um, so you guys are from south of France? Yes. yes. Southeast, precisely. We grew up in Nice, which is about 20 miles away from the Italian border. So okay. we have that kind of dual heritage where we have the best of France and the best of Italy. Oh, you guys are spoiled. Yes, we are. You guys are very... Do you guys speak Italian? Si. Si. Oh. Un poco. Un poco. Yeah, I, I think I understand. I mean, I'm so I'm fluent Spanish. It's... It's very much the same. It's there, yes and no, you know, because I was in Italy and I was like, what are you guys saying? <laughs> like, what? I don't get it. The, I would say that the roots are very similar and uh, I don't speak Spanish, but every time, every ever since I arrived here in LA, I was like, yeah, I need to speak Spanish. And a lot of people have said, oh, since you already speak Italian. It should be easy. Should it be easy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Any anybody that's multi-language. So you guys speak three languages. I don't speak Italian. It's just a show off. Like I used to learn Spanish in high school, but like always the same. When you don't practice, you're like you're losing everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very yeah. difficult. My I have a I have a three and a half year old right now, and he's speaking Spanish, Armenian, English, and a little bit of Russian. And people are like, don't do that. That's confusing. I'm like, no, you know, people that live in border countries, you know, like two, three languages, this is the time for them to do it. That's perfect. At, at three and a half, it's when his brain is going to soak everything. In. Yeah. And, and, and it does. And, and, and now it, it's, it's interesting because, like, you know, I'll check on him in the middle of the night and he, like, talks in his sleep. And he's talking in his sleep, you know, in Armenian and Spanish. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I don't that's the thing when you start to learn, not when you learn a language, but when we arrive here, like you're thinking in, like I was always thinking in French and sometimes you're dreaming in English. Say, okay, that's, that's a new step. Like, okay, now I'm like English is starting to get, be my everyday language. And when you start dreaming in English, it's like, okay, that's good now. Yeah, I know. I was just having this conversation. With, with, I think, was it with you on Thursday or Friday? When was uh, the, the Friendsgiving? Uh, Wednesday. Uh, what's Wednesday? Wednesday. And I, I, th I think, I don't know if it was with you or somebody else, but I was talking about this exact same language thing. Um, and and the my, my son's teacher was asking me, what's his primary language? And I was like, well, it's got to be Armenian, you know? And then she's like, why? And I was like, because he dreams 
like 90% of the time in Armenian. But then to your point, you know, if you're studying a topic, uh, you end up dreaming now in that topic because that's all you're thinking about. But then that's still kind of the same thing because that, that's you're making that your priority. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. It's when when it's the most important or maybe the last thing before going to sleep. Maybe before going to sleep, your son speaks in Armenian with his mom. Yeah. And that could be the reason why. Yeah, may, maybe. Maybe. It, it's, I mean, I, I guess the whole dream thing is a complete mystery because... You know, I was just watching um, on Netflix. It's a new show called Slumberland. Have you seen it? It just nope. came out like three days ago. It's Jason Momoa. It's a kid. It's very childish. It's it, it's a kids movie. You know, like they they pr- they're promoting all over Hollywood on Sunset. It's like sign 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 Slumberland. But uh, the the concept of you know their how they interpret dreams. It was very interesting too. Like they, it's people that go to sleep. They're dreaming, but they know they're dreaming. And then since they know they're dreaming, kind of like the whole Inception thing, but since they know they're dreaming, they find a way of escaping their dream and using other people's dreams to jump to a certain destination. Oh, that's interesting. And the concept's beautiful, but they made... Jason Momoa's acting was, like, very childish, and it was like, hmm, you know, this concept's so cool, and it's (laughs) interesting. Like, everybody loves the the dream, you know, uh, aspect of of life because it's such a mystery, and we've never been able to solve it, that... To make it so childish, it was like, mm, you yeah. know. But the little girl was a good actress. I don't know what her name is, but she was in another movie. Oh, um, Silent Night with um, uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. That's another one that just came out two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> She's busy. She's super <laughs> yeah, busy. Yeah, super busy. But um, anyways, it, again, this dream thing is interesting yeah. that, that, you know, whatever you're working on, or whatever you're stressed about, or whatever your you know project, or whatever you learn. Sometimes you learn something, and when you go to sleep, you you, you don't know how it works. But then when you wake up, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I was sitting in class for eight hours. I couldn't understand how to do this, and now it clicked. It happens. It happens to me all the time. So, going to dreams. I had the wildest dream when I was working in an office before coming to the U.S. Uh, I had those wild, super wild dream where I was able to remember. So the next morning I was telling Laura, oh, I, this, this, this and happened. Didn't have any sense. Now that I'm, we're working, I don't, I don't want to say that we're working a lot more, but we are working in a di- different way. We are entrepreneurs, so we are our own boss and we don't necessarily count our hours. And we're working on a field that is really a passion. I dream less and less. However... Sometimes around three, four in the morning, whenever I'm blocked on the bike, I'm like, that's it. That's the way I'm going to solve the problem. That's how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. So I get less of those wild dreams, but more productive dreams. That's better because every morning you walk, used to woke up having those dreams like, oh, I'm already exhausted. Like I can have this day. Like it was, it was sweating and always happened to me. And I was like fighting someone and then I was walking and then it came back like, no, no time sense. Yeah. Like he was starting the dream, like probably like today, and then at the middle of the dream, it was like one hundred yeah. years ago, and then he came back in the present, and then it time was traveling. past. Yeah, it, it was, was like uh, yeah, that was like so fun. That was so fun. But now it's know, more productive. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's more productive about remembering what like what you learn like during your night. 
my mom always told me like before going to bed write a last time you lesson you're gonna have for the next for the for the next day exam or whatever like like i i wrote it like i and i learned it during the whole day like come on give me a break and when is the last thing you read before going to bed your your brain is like Processing this information while you're dreaming. You don't drink about. You don't not drink. You don't drink. Oh, we drink too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't drink. You don't dream about this, about this this lesson. But when you wake up, everything yeah seems super clear. It it, it sinks in um, because it, it's it's back to there's no new information coming in. You have the same information. You have the same problem, and for whatever reason, it's just not clicking. And, and even like the school thing, you know, there was times where it's like, okay, here's the problem. I see how I'm supposed to solve it, but it doesn't make sense. I, I know that's how I'm supposed to, but that doesn't make sense. And then you go to sleep, and then when you go to sleep, it just clicks. Yeah, your brain relaxes, and you find the path in the forest. Right. The forest was all bushy and blocked, and now just Yeah, and relax. also staying focused on the same problem doesn't going to have it solved. Right. Like just sometimes, just like, and it's part of the thing being an entrepreneur is like, you know, you always focus and no, I need to finish that. I need to finish that. I won't take a break because I need to be more efficient. I need to produce things. And no, okay, you know what? Take a break. Yeah. Go run, go walk on the beach, go play golf or whatever. And then everything will be more clear. And that's the thing we are trying to do, which like, it's super complicated when you are an entrepreneur and you, you're always like super focused on what yeah. you're doing. And Having taking a break is like no, I I, I can't do that. Like I need to to work, and sometimes like just ha having like reading a book for half an hour or even ten minutes and uh, like few pages, you like you feel more relaxed and you understand like and like all the scientists say, yeah, you need to relax and you need to you have to trying oh, yeah. to like to 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 block your brain and say no, I'm not gonna focus on work. I need to think about anything. This problem is gonna still be the same problem ten minutes after, or like half an hour ago. Uh, well, half an hour after. So, just relax and think about something else. There, there was a study that I found very interesting. Um, uh, I heard about. It. I, I didn't see the exact results, but it made sense. So I, I should probably look at it because it's like the second time I'm bringing it up. But it was so fascinating. The study was they had patients do a DMT. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's a psychedelic. It, DMT is a chemical that's produced also in the brain. And they say it, it's it's a psychedelic where you like travel. Like it's very crazy. And they say that the DMT that's in the brain is what causes when people have like these life death experiences and they visualize and they hallucinate and they see the light. The, the science behind it is like it's this DMT chemical. But you can smoke this DMT and for 10 minutes, I mean, you travel into you know, crazy things. And the wild thing is, is that everybody that does it usually sees the similar beings, similar things. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about dreams is that if you two have a dream, it's never the same dream. If you see something and she sees something, it's usually completely different. But anyways, on these studies, they said, let's, let's understand what's going on in the brain. Okay, because people are like, I'm flying and I'm doing this and I see UFOs and aliens and, you know, ah, you know and I leave my body and I could see myself and, so there, there, the, the, the thought process is that your mind is busy. Like there is, I mean, it is fucking wild, right? Well, when they do this study, they're seeing that 
the brain activity is minimal. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Okay, something's wrong. Maybe they're not tripping because the brain activity is like very low. And anyways, after the, the study, it's like everybody describes what they saw. And now the scientists are like, wait, you, you, you did see everything. You had the experience and your brain activity was low. And now the conclusion was is that our minds are limited when we're awake. Our minds are working and saying, you can't do this. Don't go there right now. You have to finish it. We restrict ourselves. We put so much power into restricting and, and building these rules that we live by in our belief systems that we're not allowing our brain to explore. Let loose and right. go where, in some place. Where when you let loose, like for example, I'm, I'm sure we've all experienced, I mean, I've experienced this. You know, uh, when you're doing a long drive, sometimes you're doing a long drive and you kind of like just check out and all of a sudden you drove for two hours. Yeah. You're like, what? You know, and, and that was like minimal brain activity. And, and, and it's back to what we're talking about. Sometimes you have this problem right in front of you, but we complicate it so much. We think about it so much that when we go to sleep, it's like we, we put our defense system down. Our brain activity, you know, went down. It, we dumped ourselves down. And that's like, oh, yeah, we allow ourselves to think about them solution whereas when you awake you're like no it cannot be that simple impossible yeah and we, we complicate it we super complicated everything and basically when you think about it life is simple the solutions are always the simple things yeah of course no it, 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 it is very simple there's a there's a class they offer in los angeles and they talk about how the story that you tell yourself is always much worse than what it actually is yeah, you know when you do when in the shower and you do all those crazy scenarios, you know when you you have like you're not gonna do a fight with someone, but you have an argument and you you, you imagine the worst case scenario and you are in your shower and twenty and worst case scenarios. Yeah, not one. Say, I'm yeah. gonna say that and that and that and then the situation really happens. You say like, <laughs> okay, that was like just a, a basic conversation. No yeah. need to fight. No need to oh, to yeah. scream and cry. But like you still need imagine the worst case scenario and all the worst case scenario in your head yeah no, no it, it's a movie ha, uh, i'm gonna ask you know because you gotta ask the man uh have you ever used the uh, the re public restroom uh and you're standing up you know to urinate and you look at the reflective chrome and you're like if somebody comes after me <laughs> you know, like, always like, always <laughs> like why are we picturing fighting this or the atf <laughs> Or the ATM, yeah, you got to look at the mirror while you're taking out money. Like somebody comes, I'm gonna poke his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> go for the nets first, yeah, and then the eyes. Yeah, that's right. The knee. Oh, yeah, there we go. Like I don't know, why are we so primal? I mean, is it society that it's, wants it's the us? movies? Like all the no, movies it's not. The, it's not the movies. No, no, no. It, it's it's in us. And 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 the reason it's in us is understand. Five hundred years ago, there was two friends standing around and literally saying, "Hey." Uh, 20 miles away from here, there's a group of guys. Grab your sword. Let's go over there. And we would walk 20 miles and, yeah, <laughs> and, and steal their stuff. And 200 years ago, it would, 200 be, years it would be like very basic rifles. and Rifle, uh, yeah. I mean, not even 100 years ago. It's, it's in <laughs> I was our DNA. Say, six months ago, the Russian did it to the Ukrainian. They're doing it right now. Yeah, yeah like uh, the, the conquering uh, to live is, is huge. I'm sorry, I brought this. I just didn't want to spill it when I because this one leaks. I don't know what's going on. Um, Great coffee, by the way. That good. It, Italian, it was a good mix, Cuban huh? mix. Perfect. It, it was, yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. We have tons of it too. Nice. Almost. <laughs> um, no, no, but it, it, it's, it's embedded in our DNA. There, there's, there's, again, 
I, I hate to be that guy that talks about his kid all the time, but my, my son, he's wild. He's masculine. They're like, hey, he's acting out. I'm like, hey, it's okay. He's a boy. That's what boys do. What do you want him to do? You know, hold yeah, his pinky up and pardon me. <laughs> and he does that now. And now, now I go, he'll go, papa, papa, papa. And I go, hey, he'll be like, sorry, father. Oh, oh. <laughs> so excuse me, Father. Excuse me, Father. May, may I tell you something? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm like, yes, son. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to go party. You know, like whatever. And it goes through phases. There it goes through phases, of course. Phases where you are a brute and you want to fight everything, and then you, you go down and yeah. you get calmer, and then you come back to the brute phase. Yeah, his phase is like like full throttle right now. <laughs> he was looking at a picture book out of emotions. And it's like, oh, this person's angry and this person's sad, and he goes. Papa, you know why this picture, this person's sad? I go, why? He goes, because he lost. He didn't win. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> okay. That's super impressive. And like, because he lost. That's amazing. Because you can you can enter a great discussion with, with your kid about. Oh, yeah. How old the, is he? Like three? He'll be four in January. So like three. And a I didn't remember like being a kid. Talking about so much about emotion and what you feel and okay, this is angry and you you are angry and it's okay to be angry. But sometimes when you are in a supermarket and you see those, especially in LA, uh, those mom and the kids like super super mad, is crying and screaming, and the mom is like super calm and you can feel the anger. It's okay, baby. <laughs> yes, okay. When I was <laughs> four years old, I was probably eating dirt in the forest by behind my house. Oh, one hundred percent. And if you if you were in the supermarket, like being that crazy, you mom probably like give you a slap in your in your oh ass yeah. and say, "Okay, you know what? Like, shut up. You're gonna go, and then you're gonna oh calm yeah. down, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna stay by yourself in your room and think about what you did." Okay, you did, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna starve you for two days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she would lock me in the bathroom with no light. Come on, she probably did that what one or twice. Oh, she did. She did. My brother was the smart one because he understood that the switch light, the the light switch was inside the bathroom, so he would just turn the lights on, have a book, and read. And and I was just screaming like a... Yeah, because like a your brother likes to yeah. be <laughs> just by himself. Yeah. You need to be surrounded by people. And my mom, did you do that to me? No, it, it's 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 different. I remember uh, going to school. I, there was a school I went to. When I got in trouble, they would make me stand in the corner with two dictionaries. Ooh. On your head? Oh, no, my hand. On I, your I, I would have to hold the dictionaries like two... Two oh, dictionaries. Oh, that's a good one. And, and for five minutes, do you know how hard and heavy it gets heavier <laughs> yeah. and he like you're just like God, like that was torturous. That's why you have long arms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, no, the, the way way smarter, way smarter. I. Do you guys have kids? Not yet. Not yet. We have. Yeah, we, we have, have our business and we have the dog. Yeah, and that's, that, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. Uh, m- I give my credit to, one, I spend a lot of time with my, my child. That's number one. Uh, number two, the app, the, the iPad and the phone thing. Um, you're not going to get away with not giving it to them. It's so fucking convenient. But my rule is I see the other kids. They're just watching YouTube videos. Like some are smart. Some are stupid. So like they're just watching YouTube videos. And whatever YouTube provides them, that's the information they get. And sometimes stupid videos pop up. Uh, I buy apps. I buy these learning kids apps for for my son in Spanish and English. He goes to an Armenian school, so yeah, Armenian is already and he's already there. So I buy in the Spanish and English apps, and I I spend twenty thirty bucks uh, on apps a month, you know, for these classes. They're so cool. 
I, I mean, you, you, you know, Pop, I want a pizza. Well, what do you want a pizza? Well, we're going to have to make flour to make the dough, and I want uh, marinara red sauce, Papa, you know, the tomato one. Uh, let's do mozzarella. Like, he knows the ingredients because this app, you, you, you make it, you make cake and flour, and, you know, it's just, it's just wild. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's a, but I think, as you said, we don't have kids, so we're like, yeah, when we're going to have kids, we're not going to give them screens. Now we have principal, and then we're going to have kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have principal for now, then we'll have kids, and we'll obviously we're going to give them the screens because it's convenient. Sometimes you need and you need them. But And we are also like always on screen, on our computer working, on our phone, and there is no boundaries. You work at home. The kids see, they see, you, all the, they see you all the time working on your phone, on your computer. So you cannot say like, yeah, I'm allowed to do that, but you are not. And th they are tracked by light and everything. So you're, you're doing the it's smart thing, way. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I cannot avoid that problem. So let's make it a, a solution. Make it a better, yeah. better experience. Yeah. L last comment I'll make. Uh, I, I am on my phone with, you know, in front of my son. You know what he does? He, he jumps on me, takes my phone away. He goes, Papa, I'm a phone. Oh, that's, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like, I'm a phone. And I'm a boop, 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 boop. That's so cute. I'm a phone. Who does that? Let me turn on the AC real quick. Okay, now talking about your child and your business, what is Bach? What is your business? Who? How do you guys introduce yourself? And um, want to go first? No, go go. All right. So Carlton, I would correct you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm Remy. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm French. We Laura is my wife, my business partner, my everything. My everything. Okay, that's a good. My son, my okay. life. <laughs> yeah, let's get the cheesy. We got it. Way. Huh? We yeah. got it. <laughs> um, we arrived here in Los Angeles about January is going to be four years. Four years ago. So wow, right? COVID. Yep. Yeah. Just so no, you guys before. brought COVID then? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> a year before. A year before. Twenty. Twi end of January, 2019. So we got a, a solid year before COVID. So nice. That's cool. So we were barely made it. Yeah. Yeah, we were able to see a little bit of. LA before COVID, LA during COVID, and LA now, which is great. Yeah, I call it. I call it um, BC and AC <laughs> yeah. before COVID, after yeah. COVID. Oh, that's <laughs> yep, good one. Yeah, um, we arrived here for another business, but Remy, the founder of Bag, which is not sometimes not convenient because he's Remy, I'm Remy, so I'm a Remy, but not the Remy. Right. Uh, wow. Remy was one of the first person I called. I think the week we arrived in LA, I called him and said, dude, we need to bring back here in the United States and especially LA because there is so much we can do. Yeah, because back. back is a French company, was created ten almost 10 years ago now by, by Remy. Um, so motorcycle business. And this Remy was one of the first customer. Yes, please. One of the first customer, like in 2013. Yeah, beginning of 2013. Uh, I'll tell the story after about how I became a customer of Bag. But yeah, you can go on. So um, so yeah, and when we uh, when we arrived, we said like, okay, that we have this business. There is two solution. Either it's gonna work, but 
we were not our dream was to be in LA um, and we say okay like we have this business it's a good start but we need to do more we need to create different things and we were we really changed our mind when we arrived like we were employee back in France we were like definitely didn't want to be entrepreneur in France I don't know why um, but since we were in LA I think it's the vibe in LA like well let, let, let's let's slow it down real quick because there's a lot going on yeah um, first okay so Bach's been around for 10 years yep. what is the name Bach is it a name is it a brand is it a word so basically the inspiration of Remy when he, he was trying to find motorcycle parts for his uh, Triumph Bonneville, was he's always looking in the 60s and 70s kind of style. Yeah. So he's looking back. Okay. And he, when he was creating his company, he wanted something that was easy to pronounce by everybody in the world, no matter if he was selling here in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, and he wants something very short. So you have back, and the twist. So is yeah, the twist is that the B is looking back, and the mm. J is looking towards the future. So there is a lot of ah, and the A's ah, uh, yeah. the B's back, the K ah, ah. <laughs> the back. back. Got so it. that's the question we get a lot. So it's a made-up word almost. It's almost a made-up word, and for us in French, back, B A A K, and back b-a-c-k it's pronounced the same so we get a lot of that question here in the u.s oh right. is it back or back right but yeah because americans want to be like oh it's a french company is it back or back or back back. No. back okay now let me understand this so you guys moved to la in 2019 with no back yet no back yet. You came here and you're like, mm, let's, let's, what was your reason to come to LA? It was, so we used to, you had some family here, you had some friends here, you were just visiting. So the funny thing is the first time we came to Los Angeles was 2016. It was the first uh, leg of our honeymoon. And we, we were lucky enough to go in six weeks honeymoon all around the world. And when we came back to in France, we said, if there is one city we will never leave ever, it's Los Angeles. Of course, no, but yeah, <laughs> we hated it. Yeah, it's like as a tourist, it's like super complicated to understand the city. You spend a lot of time. You think like, okay, I'm gonna have breakfast in Santa Monica and then lunch in Hollywood, and then we're gonna go hiking yeah. somewhere. Like, no, and one day, yeah, 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 yeah. and one day. No. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time yeah. in our car, but and and then not only that, the, uh, I, I I'm traumatized for people that come visit LA because you see LA like ooh ah Hollywood and Highland, then you go there and you're like Hollywood, huh? This is this is that's fucked up. This is bad. There's like one corner that looks nice. That's all you see, but then ten miles of of like dirt, dirt, dirty stuff, and yeah. So, but when we got back from our honeymoon, we we're like, yeah, we we used to live in Paris at that time, and we were miserable because. I love visiting Paris. Visiting Paris is like New York. You go three to five days. It's amazing. I agree. Living there is another story. So we were kind of miserable in Paris. So we were trying to find a way to move away from Paris. So we tried to, our first stop, we really wanted to go to Switzerland. Because Switzerland, it's nice. It's 45 minutes flight from where we are born. 
Um, you can go mountain biking during the summer. You can go skiing during the winter. It's great. You can... Saunas, jacuzzis, good people, yeah. Yeah. environment, economies, people flourishing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you were working for... I was, work, yeah, I was working for um, an American and Swiss company. So there could have been an opening. Watches. Yeah. Watches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was watches and diamonds. Yeah, watches yeah. and diamonds, of course. Yeah. So uh, that didn't pan out. But out of the blue, 2017, I'm in the subway coming back from work. And I start to text with a friend down in Nice, where we are, where we are from. And he's like, yeah, well, what's up with you? And I'm like, oh, I, I, I think we want to move and uh, leave Paris because we don't like it here. We want to do something. He said, where do you want to go? You know what? Maybe Cape Town, South Africa sounds like something I could do. It's convenient. It's like same, almost same time zone as, um, as Europe. And uh, yeah, why not? And he's like, do you want to go to Los Angeles and develop my business? And I think... Develop the business. Yeah, like bring, he had a business in France and he said, do you want to go in, in Los Angeles and try to develop that business there? And like, I think 35 seconds later, I said, okay. That night, Laura came, up, came back from work and said, hey, what's up? I said, we're moving to Los Angeles. I said, don't you remember our last experience in Los Angeles? It's okay. So we booked. Can cannot be worse than Paris at that moment. So we said, okay, let's give it a try. And then we booked a flight ticket. We came here two weeks. We took an Airbnb on. Uh, Just nearby Runyon Park. Yeah, and yeah. we were trying to say, okay, we didn't like LA because we didn't know the city. Now let's try to spend two weeks as the people who live in LA. So let's just go hiking, like in Brilliant Canyon. Canyon yeah. Let's do, have a coffee. Let's do walk around. Let's and go to La Brea, West Hollywood, exactly, Sunset, yeah, exactly. Melrose. That's exactly and we'll say, what you know we what? did. And it was end of October. Yeah. Weather was perfect. People were, like, we could feel the yeah. vibes. And there is a specific vibe in it. Like, there is something. Something is happening, like, really. And we say, okay, you know what? Let's go. Let's say yes, and let's start the, the the visa process and everything. And it took us like yeah, almost a year. Almost a year, and because it's not that easy to to come I, here. I, I I I was gonna mention that I was gonna mention that I was talking to the uh, the people uh, the owners at at uh, Bike Shun. Yeah, we have the and same lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and they were saying I I, I heard it's horror stories. Like people th automatically assume, oh, you're European, you know, you're you get it for free. But no, I heard there's a lot of ass kissing it was very detailed but there's a lot of ass kicking well, and basically it cost us and 100 grand because we, we came on a e2 visa called investor visa so basically you have to put at least 100 grand on a bank account create a company start to spend the money for your company and then you can ask for the visa so it's kind of a gamble because there's no guarantee and we got our first application. But everything's a gamble. The uh, flight yeah. over here was a yeah. gamble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got our first application denied. And then we persevered and we reapplied, got it. And yeah, f uh, December 18, 2018, we got our visa. And then Congratulations. Yeah, that big was deal. A, yeah, that was a big deal. That was a big deal because we didn't know at the time how complicated it, it was. And that's probably why we did it. Yeah, you know when, like, sometimes when you think about, like, what you did the last month, week, year, or whatever, you say, like, 
like if someone asks me like oh do you want to redo again say like no if i if uh, if you know all the complication all the problem all the issue all the scream or everything like you know, sleep. You, you, no yeah, you know like sometimes like being naive it's the best thing that can happen to you yeah. because if you know you don't go you're just like okay like close your eyes and Take we're going to make it work yeah so that was the, that's basically our story is yeah. we take our take a deep breath and just go yeah and like also like the that's wild it's one complicated thing but like the best thing can happen to us is we are a team like we are together all the time um but like honestly i really admire like all those people who came by this by themselves oh it's, it's like it's they move and they say okay like let's give it a try but i'm alone like well, yeah, oh, it, it, it's wild uh, yeah I'll I'll tell you um I have like three things because of the whole you guys being French. One is a random LA thing. I had a friend of mine come from South America and I was taking him on Hollywood Boulevard and he was like, "Wow, I like." It. He was excited and then he saw a place that was called uh, LA Tours. But he's like, "Look, La Tours." And I'm like, what? Said, That's fancy. That must be a luxury one. I go, what? Nope. And nope. I go, no, no, it's LA tours. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my random story there. Uh, my random Paris story is uh, I was in Paris, uh, rented a motorcycle, GS, told my wife, jump on. She's like, oh, where are we going? And that's I said, ballsy. Very ballsy. And she's like, where are we going? I go, does it matter? We're going. And then somehow we were on the highway, freeway. And oh, the periphery, that one that goes around Paris? The, well, the one that's going towards, like, the downtown? Yeah, the periphery. Okay, so I have no idea. I just, I'm just, wherever the wind goes, right? And I'm all, let's go to that beautiful city. And then it just dips down and goes under the city. And I'm like, oh, a tunnel. I've been in a tunnel, like, a minute long, maybe, right? It's not the same. Nope. The tunnel got longer and longer. The air, <laughs> my my wife, my wife's holding tighter. I can't communicate. I'm like, this tunnel's got to end. How long is that tunnel? Some of those tunnels can be very long. Like we're talking about five, six, seven, eight minutes long. Right. They d no, that's what I've said. I, I've said it was at least eight, ten minutes, and it felt much longer. And then finally, when I got out of the tunnel, within 60 seconds, I was in another tunnel. And I'm like, where am I? Like, I have no idea. And I have no GPS on. Because I, I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I, I, I assume I was on the east side of Paris because the east sides of every city is always like the craziest part. But man, I could be wrong. I get off on an exit and there was like Muslim, like homeless, like sleeping, like everywhere. And they were just like, it looked like, I don't know if they were Muslim. They could have been Chinese. I don't know. But, you know, it was it was a big crowd of homeless people. And they start walking towards us on the motorcycle. And my wife is like, ah! <laughs> so so go, I, I, go, go. I'm like, go, yeah. so now I'm going. Now I'm in this town. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? What did I do? Not on France. Don't let it end here. Well, I saw the Eiffel Tower at least. You know, whatever. Anyway, so we get to a gas station, put the GPS, go back. We have to go back through the tunnels. And anyways, that was my experience. Other than that, Paris is awesome. Um, we were so late, we didn't get to see the Louvre. Uh, so my, why am I telling you my random thoughts? So we had La Tours, we had the French one, and then I lost my train of thought on... There was a third one. There was a third one, because it had something to do with your story that you were telling me. Huh. 
Ah, anyways, we'll go back to your story. I'll see if I remember. <laughs> so now you're visiting. You're going to start this business. You go through this complicated thing. What happened with that business, and how did Bach get into the phase? So see, I brought it back. You see that? We, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of like, things we can show, it shows Tried to confuse you. It, sho- it shows how good a host you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I try. Hold uh, on. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes, yes. Amazing. Always. Yes. <laughs> so, as Laura was saying, um, when we arrived beginning of 2019 with that business, we were, we were thinking there is two possibilities on how our future is. I saw that this business is going to thrive. We're going to be em- employing people to allow us to dedicate some time to develop new projects. Either that project, that business that we are starting to develop here is going to crash, burn to the ground, and we'll still have to develop new business because we really like it here in LA. So either way, we need to start about new business to develop. So uh, that's when I called Remy from back and say, dude, we need to do something. And we started to talk. It was not like, it was more like, okay, by the way, I know since, because we didn't really talk about what is back. Um, so our back main business, it's aftermarket parts. So you can find the parts online, order it. We deliver everywhere in the world and you install those parts by yourself on your bike. It can be turn signal, it can be side cover, it can be it can be exhaust whatever for modern classic triumph um royal, royal Enfield, Enfield. bmw 90 and moto guzzi v7 v9 and so at that moment we said to remy like if i we, we knew the u.s market was the biggest one after the french one california so said, especially yeah, yeah exactly Calif- but like surprising, even surprisingly no the east coast New York, Philadelphia, Every, DC, like honestly, everywhere big, in the in the a, US. A, everywhere, but California is the number one motorcycle market. Period. Yeah, because we can ride all year yeah. long and only twelve months out of the year. Yeah, that's only. Right. No, I, don't, that's I, I don't ride between fifteenth of August and fifteenth of December. It's too hot here. So oh really? <laughs> yeah, because it's hundred degrees everywhere. Last year, I was trying to you spoil the brand. Yeah. 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 it's only been here four years. <laughs> yeah, when I say that to my French friends, they're like. Fucker. <laughs> Gross, disgusting. Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> so we were like saying to uh, to Remy, like if you need someone, like now we are in the US, if you need, I don't know, someone to like handle, like create a warehouse or like anything, we are here. It was not like let's do business together. It was more like, okay, if you need help to do or to go somewhere to, um, I don't know, like introduce you to uh, trying to meet someone for you or whatever, we can we can do that for you. Yeah, and he say like, okay, like, by the way, maybe do you have like one or two million? We can create something together. I say yes, but no, uh, we spend our money for our bi- main business right now. So he say, okay, thank you, but no, thank you. Okay, great. Like it was, it was a f- like more like a buddy. You know, more like a buddy. You see him all the time during the events and everything. We had the same friends, and but we uh, we didn't have like this like strong friendship and few months after like new text message exchange and we say oh like how is everything in the u.s do you still like it yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna stay for a while never know what's gonna happen the day after but like we're gonna stay for a while okay like i was thinking maybe we should create like like a small cafe kind of 
the Deus vibe at, in Venice. You know, like a small coffee shop with a Quality. small workshop and everything. So, yeah, that seems a dream, but there is already Deus. The bike shed already announced they were um, coming Come. in the US, uh, especially in LA. They're like, that's a lot of money because you need to have the location and so... Um, and like multiple permits. Yeah, exactly. Permits, and also, like, and your business is the motorcycle industry. You're not a bartender, barista, or whatever. That's, like, hospitality, it's, it's an, another business. And so we say, okay, thank you, but no thank you. And we are living our life. And I think it was October 2019, so still already before covid and say, okay, you know what? Like, I have more and more demand for full project build um, from US customer. However, you cannot build a brand new bike in France and ship it to the US. You could, but officially you cannot ride it. Right. You cannot register it. It's the same, the same, the same bike. Not on public roads. Yeah, exactly. The DOT requires any vehicles to be imported in the United States to be at least 25 years old. Right. Which is a dumb so rule. And and, and uh, California is even stricter in the sense of if you buy a bike in a different state and you bring it here and it has less than 7,500 miles, you can't even register it. Yeah. And if you try to register it before, they'll flag it. Not so true. you literally have to wait. Not true? Not true. Oh, yep. challenge accepted. Yeah. Please tell me. So you know that blue Royal Enfield, the Galinella with the nice fairing over the rear wheel that is at the bike shed that we have? Yes. So On this plane, yes. Yep. So that one, we, it's, was given to us by Royal Enfield. So it came with a Wisconsin license plate. We got it registered, and right now it sits with forty nine hundred miles. What year is it? Twenty twenty one. From Wisconsin, really? but yep. we we have a trick. We go to Palm Spring, and we need to go to the DMV. <laughs> People are nicer. Don't <laughs> say that. Everybody's <laughs> gonna go there. Every, now there's gonna be a line of motorcyclists <laughs> there, like. These bikes. No, no, it, it, it's just with, with, I don't know if it was with only Harley Davidson's, but, you know, I used to work for Harley Davidson 10, 10, 12, 13 years ago. And, and that was a big thing. People would try to buy their Harleys out of state States, because yeah. of the exhaust and the, the catalytic converters, et cetera. And they would try to bring it in. And if you tried to register it under 7,500 miles, they would flag it. And, and as a dealer, we weren't even, we couldn't even touch yeah. it. We're like, the only thing that the gentleman at the DMVs looked for was a sticker on the frame that says that motorcycle is compliant, is EPA compliant in all 50 states with um, emission standards. That's it. It almost sounds like it was a California bike that they took to Wisconsin and you guys just yeah. brought it back. Yep. But no, that was like proper Wisconsin and uh, they didn't ask us anything. The fact that the bike was custom was not even a problem. Right. So yeah, that's, that's simple. That's custom. Interesting. So, yeah. I'm going to have to Google that. Every, every time we need to go to the DMV, because being on a visa, I need to we need to renew our license, uh, driving license every year. So, basically, getting an appointment here in LA is always a nightmare. You, you st stand in line for hours. So, what we do is we book an appointment in Palm Spring in the middle of the week. You go at, Smart. at the time of your appointment, 20 minutes later, Everything yeah. is done. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. And you get some good food in Palm Springs. Go visit Frank Sinatra's area. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. Steve McQueen House. <laughs> Steve McQueen, of course. Yeah. Of course, that's the way to do it. So, yeah. So, basically, that's why we decided to open a workshop in LA. It's because demand was more and more important from for um, full custom build. 
And so Remy said, okay, like we need to open a workshop. I'm going to help you to do that and you're going to be in charge. I said, okay, 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 let's do that. So February 2020, I go to France to officially meet Remy and have, but I've only spent a day with him, like trying to, you know, to say, okay, this is, there is a business, but na- we also need to see if like we connect as a person for, to do business together. Yeah. So I spend the whole day with him and we are the same dream. We have the same way to, uh, to think and to see the company and same vision. Yeah, exactly. And came back to the U S and then our dear friend COVID happened. So um, at that moment, our previous business was related to the event business. So was this business was shut down since day one of COVID. So um, if it was not for back, we had to go back to France because your business is shut down. No money is coming in. A lot, no of, money. Is, a lot of money is coming out. Yeah. Obviously, so you still need to pay rent and, and everything. Leave, so so um, it was a little bit longer than expected because all the, um, not the bank, but um, there is a lot of like, you can have helps, f- like financial help from kind of the government in France. If you are a French business and you want to export your talent, your knowledge and the, Craft- the craftsmanship, the craftsmanship outside France. The French government give you help, gives you help, and like as, as long as you have a headquarters in France. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, as like long as it's a French company opening a, a branch outside of France, they're super willing to help you because it promotes, of course, yeah, French. Uh, Who doesn't want a sticker that says "Made in France"? Exactly, exactly. And oh. uh, so it was like a little bit longer than expected because of COVID, obviously. But like. June 2020, we incorporated back USA here in California. September 1st, got the key of the shop in uh, in Burbank. We did together two, three months of remodeling, yes, like se- basic se- stuff, but everything takes time, obviously. Everything. November 1st, 2020, our mechanic, Jeremy, arrived in the team and we deliver our first bike. December 14th yeah. of 2020. And when we announced, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. we announced summer 2020, we we do like a basic promotion, like basic promo, like not promotion, um, a newsletter, to, a newsletter uh, to our US. customer in the, in the US saying like, okay, this is a secret, but back is coming to LA. Because of that really easy email, we got three customers, like for full build. And I said like, okay, I want to be one of the first. Okay, give me your money and I'll build your bike. Of course. Um, and we are officially open since February 2021. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and what you guys, I'm very impressed with you guys. Thank you. Because Thank you. Uh, number one, I, I, I've been in the motorcycle industry for 20 something years. And, you know, I've always been riding. I used to work at the dealerships. I, I, I know all kinds of people doing random things. But it's impressive that such a new company comes in and the amount of events and the amount of time you invest, not just only the money aspect, but what you guys did with uh, DGR. Like, you know, that was almost a year ago, right? 
Uh, or six months ago, eight months ago, something like that. Oh, the, um, the event. DGR, that the you guys started doing the giveaway stuff. And, you know, you, like, um, I, I want a backpack. We, we were there. not here. but Oh, you guys were not there. That's <laughs> no, right. No, no, because so. You just give your keys to somebody. And you guys had this. You guys did smash burgers. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. guys had a great turnout. <laughs> you guys had a. a um, you guys had a great turnout. You guys had um, yeah, great food. Burger. Sma- they were smashing. Yeah, we watched it on, on the cameras. Yeah, because <laughs> actually we were in France They're preparing the bike shed show in London. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that's was during why, that time. Yeah, because Anthony, one of the hosts of the DGR, right? As a, we build, we build him a bike. That gray and red bobber. Yeah, yeah. Is Anthony's bobber, and um, yeah, like uh, I think that event was in May, end of May. As we were in yeah. uh, in France in England, so I think April is like, hey, we are trying to do an event mid year. Uh, the DGR being in November. No, Septem- in May. In May. Yeah, now it's in May. It, w- it used to be in September, but now it's it's in May. Okay, so he's like, yeah, I was there. I don't remember the dates, you know. <laughs> the dates. So yeah, he's like, we're trying to do an event. Um, uh, could we do it at back? Like, yeah, for sure. That's why that's one of the reasons we took such a big space because we have about seven thousand square feet. It's humongous. It's big. It's a little bit bigger than what we need, but we always wanted to become a place where people would feel comfortable to host the event. Yeah, so we are not really open to the public, like we are not really a retail store. Basically, because you need to have like twenty parking spots if you want to be open, like on regular hour. Yeah, retail. But also because it's just like the two of us and Jeremy, so we cannot really have people coming all the time. Jeremy is working on the bike; he needs to be focused on the bikes. We are. Remy is more like in between the workshop and the office. I'm one hundred percent behind my computer all the time, but like it's we want like bike is yours. Like basically, it's it's. Our company, it's your company. It's like we need to have everyone feeling welcome at the shop. And yeah, you no, need and to and appropriate appropriate yourself. Appro- you need to feel that the space can be yours. Yeah, and the space exa- and the brand. Yeah, the well, that, that's, that, that's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is such a little time, you know, listening to your story of when you started, the hoops you had to jump through, the visas you had to get. Now you're open. And now I'm seeing uh, last week you guys had the Friendsgiving amazing uh and the thing is there's there's companies next like wi- next week there is a, a ride and barbecue at the uh, yeah on december 3rd we're gonna do a ride and a barbecue still need to buy at a barbecue. the same time yep. i'm kidding i'm kidding yeah, I'm yeah. he's yeah. doing the ride i'm doing the barbecue <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> i'm gonna have a, a trailer attached to my bike that's gonna be a barbecue so i'm gonna stop yeah. every so often to like flip the burgers and all that yeah and no, also no, it, it, it's awesome and i, I just want to make this point 10, 15 years ago, you got to understand the biker community wasn't this this functional and beautiful. It was very, very divided. You know, you had the Harley guys doing only Harley events. You had the, the you sports know, bike guy. BMW guys. You had the sports bike. It was just this division. Nobody really shared what's going on. And now as I'm doing more interviews, you know, like a Beachside Moto, it's amazing what they put together. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Bike shed, you know, it's amazing what you guys are doing. It's a, There's so many activities and it's so welcoming that it's like like you you gotta understand i i 15 years ago i felt like there was i had no place 
you know, because I'm working at a Harley shop, and yeah, I'm the general manager. I'm I'm selling these bikes, but I'm not tatted up and you know, like I'm clean cut and selling Harleys because I like Harleys, and that's where I was at. And and there was very it was diff- very difficult to find things in common. And now it's like everywhere I go, it's like that's cool and that's awesome. And look that, at this and look at that. That's what's amazing about the bike culture here in LA. Back in France, it's a little bit like this. Harley guys only ride Harleys. Sports bike guys only ride sports bike. And here in LA, when we ride, sometimes we uh, we find ourselves mixed with uh, at, at the red light with Harley guys. And they look at the bike and they like thumbs up and say, nice work and all that. I look at their bike, I love it. It's not about w- the brand. It's more about riding motorcycle and getting excited to ride motorcycle. And that's what's amazing. And some of the Harley guys that you that you see on a Sunday with the big road glide, maybe next week you're going to see them on the Triumph Bonneville and the week after on a Yamaha R1. Like everybody has multiple bikes. Multiple bikes. And it, there is less boundaries than I feel. At least when we left France, yeah. it was it was very segregated. I, I, I have to say this because you said uh, boundaries. But in L.A., it's right boundless oh, oh, oh nice plug oh, you can do the bring 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 yes yes thank you yeah. <laughs> nice plug <laughs> nice plug <laughs> and also, also yeah go also when we op- <laughs> opened uh, back in 2021 we we were the new kid on the block so we decided to do a lot of rides. So we went to vintage motorcycle yeah, but just ride. We didn't organize. Like no, we, no, we, we, we decided to, yeah. to go as back, but as riders to a lot of events to introduce ourselves to all those persons. So we went to Venice Vintage. We went to uh, Los Angeles Moto. We went to, uh, we reached out to some, some actors in the community. We reached out to uh, British Custom. Yeah, just to we say, like, you know, just to be like, light and we don't like obviously we have competitors like because we have there is also company who does the same thing as us but like we are all part of the same community and if the community got bigger if the motorcycle market goes bigger everyone's gonna take advantage of that and you just like arrive we are french we don't want to say oh we are better than anyone no you're just like well you can say you're the, the best french company in california oh good uh, one Yes, yeah. I think, yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But yeah, we so yeah, but like we went to see, R- Remy was following Kevin from Motoshop Shop since forever. And he was like, okay, let's meet the guy and talk to him. And he was like so welcoming, so so helping. Like he gave us so many tricks. And like every time we have like, like an issue or you have a question, you can, now he's a friend. But yeah, we went to British Custom to say, hey, we are here, we're going to do that and that, and let's just be... You just can help each other. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, sometimes people... Uh, is that the dog? Yeah. He's snoring. <laughs> she's dreaming. She's, she's snoring. <laughs> she's snoring. Uh, yeah. There is a lot of time where people contact me and say, I want this part from you, I want this part from you, and I'm looking for that type of part. And I, like, I'm like, British Custom. Say when I don't have what you're looking for, I much rather give you an advice than even not saying anything whereas I could have told you something, you know? I'm a, we're trying to do our best in terms of customer service and if it means that I refer you to British Custom, I refer you to Kevin, I refer you to anybody else, it's good for me. It's good for everybody. Yeah, so it, goes, it goes in a circle. Yeah, okay. and trying to be honest and not like, obviously, we have a business to run. So it's 
always about business and at the end it's like you need to take care of money and everything obviously but it's also about the people and first it's about the people and that's an amazing thing with the motorcycle community it's like i think like of course right now we are working with back and our lives depend on back but we are here because of this friend was asking us if he wanted to um, develop his business in the US. We met this guy because of motorcycle. And in France, back in France, we had a, 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 like a group of friends called the Dandy Rider. And like we were 20 years old at that time, so we were the younger of the, um, of the group. And one of the best ones was like an insurance guy. The other one was working, was a lawyer. And then like, and be, when if it's not because of motorcycle, like your friend does the same thing. You are friends from college, you are friends from work, and that's it. So you're like kind of um, intertwine. Yeah, yeah, you're like yeah, exactly. The you, good you, thing you about you the mix. Cycle. Yeah, the you can is you meet people from so all many. walks of life. So well, that, I, that's well, just just to make your point. That's why I have a podcast. That's why yeah. it's called Right Boundless. I don't sit here and speak you know, an hour, two hours about motorcycles. We talk about France and traveling and, and what other countries did you go to in your honeymoon? And I talk to doctors, detectives, police officers, actors, comedians. Because Politician. Politicians, yeah. We had a politician on, uh, she was running for uh, Claudia, running for District uh, Senate of Los Angeles, District 26. Um, I had a, a, a Roland Sands in here. I had like, you know, it's, it's everybody. Yeah. I talk to Dutch, you know, and it's 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 not just bike shit. It's you know, when, what do you see are the biggest differences between you know California and and London? Is there a difference in the community? Is there you know, it's it's everything. So it's it's I know surgeons that make forty, fifty. Actually, I know one that makes eighty thousand dollars a month. Top top surgeon rides his motorcycle. You know? Yeah, <laughs> everybody. That's the, that's the beautiful things about. The motorcycle community, and I, I love that. It's just so cool. So yeah, cool. It, it, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, it's Le- kind uh, of a family. When like when you have your pe- when you have your people, it's like about motorcycle first. You share the same passion, but like you are a family. Even if you, there is this weird thing like we are not friends, but we ride a motorcycle, so we are part of the family. Like we are course. family, and it's what happened with Dutch and Vicky, for example, when we. Mm, Let's say Bike Shed and Back was like friends, like as the two brands, but we didn't really know them. And Dutch posted on his own Instagram, and I think even on the Bike Shed Instagram, say, okay, yeah. uh, Back is opening in LA. Like, whoa, thank you. That's, that's huge because yeah. they, are, they, are, they are huge. They have huge. A, they, they're so huge, they throw an event in London that brings in twenty five to 30,000 people. That's Crazy. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing that yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they so are reference in the community what they built over the last ten years or something is incredible. So we so because of that we said like okay, so are you in LA right now? We know about bike shed opening. I said no, we are not here, but Stuart is there, uh, their COO. So okay, let's meet. And then we had dinner, and Remy was sitting in front of Stuart uh, of across, of, of across the Dutch, and the two guys they just fell in love. Like, you know, you have the same, co- they are the same people. Like, they have the same interests. They have the s- same way to think and everything. And now they are good friends. If it's not because of motorcycle, like, it's nothing. You, you don't meet this kind of people when it's not the motorcycle first. Of or, course. Or any kind of other passion. It can be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like, there's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and, and there's a lot of things. And it's interesting because it's motorcycle is um, in many ways so such an individual passion because you, you ride by yourself, you have your helmet by yourself, you're controlling by yourself. Like there's not really, there's no teamwork. Nope. Even if you have a passenger, it's, it's very individual. But that bonding experience of when you're off the motorcycle, it, it's, it's, I mean, it, I've been posting videos like every day because it's just, so much fun. I don't get tired of it. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm also golfing. And every time I'm going golfing, at the end of the round, the, the guys I'm, I'm being paired with say, oh, take my number. We're going to play again. I never meet th those guys again. You know they're watching you now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I see you. But, yeah, they say, oh, so I text them, hey, I'm going to play. Do you want to come? No answer. Whenever I'm doing a ride, I, I meet new people. I'm going to meet them the next week or the week after. Because in, in the motorcycle community, people, they're really committed to their passion. I feel like it's so unique. I, you don't find that in golfing, in pottery, or I don't know. That's it, it's, it's, it's very valid, yeah. There is really a, a way to your word in the motorcycle community. When you say, let's ride again, you do it. So. No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. I, I can't think of uh, another thing that's like that. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Unless if you're an asshole, but there's assholes in everything. But unless if you're an asshole, every time you cross a motorcycle, like, yeah. there's times I'm driving a car and I see a bike and I'm like, exactly. I'm trying. <laughs> I try it. I try it. You know, like, I, I, you know, I was like, maybe if I make stickers that, you know, identify, identify me <laughs> as a motorcyclist, <laughs> you know, maybe I can get that that thumbs up. But it, but it's funny. And, and again, I've been doing this for, I've been writing for 20 shoot I'm 20 plus years you know and, and I, I still don't get I you know I'm not I'm not cool enough to not do this this is something that you do it's you just do it. hey or you know even a you know, whatever you got you yeah. got to even a Vespa yeah even a Vespa here you, I, I, you, do, you I do, do that I do it yeah. to a Vespa sometimes I'm just you know I, I kind of don't see the Vespa and I'm just <laughs> like do I think I saw something but I have where I'm like you know what you know maybe see what's up but yeah, it's, it's the only community. My question to you guys that, that I feel that we skipped is what's, let's start off with Laura. What is your origin story of your first motorcycle ride? Oh, so basically my father used to ride like motorcycle when he was young. He had crash in car, like whatever, like, you know, the proper like boy doing boy stuff um, back in the back in the 80s so you didn't yeah. have the same cars you didn't have yeah, the same exactly. same things abs yeah exactly. uh, my, my uncle also used to ride motorcycle but like when i was born my mom said to my dad okay, okay you know what now you are responsible of someone else than you so you're gonna stop doing your stupid shit and stop motorcycle but i was always like attracting by that and my uncle was still riding motorcycles so sometimes he was like coming to pick me up at school and like, you know like and it's super cool you still have this thing like okay like how, I how, how old are you at the time i'm 30 uh, at that time i was in um in high not Middle, middle school, school. Middle so like, school? well, like you know, like yeah, fourteen 12, years yeah, old, 14. like just something. So it's still and like super cool. And and, and the, the uncle was riding super cool bikes. Like we're talking about Ducati nine one six and uh, that kind of shit. Like the gangster one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then I'm I met Remy like I was like nineteen so years old. Your uncle was a mafioso. Yeah, I kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I met Remy. I was nineteen years old. He was <laughs> not riding a motorcycle at that moment. 
but um, then your uncle's like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, exactly. because ride a bike. No, no because he, was, he was a rider, but I he was a rider, but I got my tr- driving license at 18 years old, which is the le- legal age in France. Yeah. I got a bike. Six months later, I got a huge crash on the highway. Uh, so it kind of shocked you. Actually, no. Uh, it's just that I took the insurance money because a few months after that, I was going uh, in Miami as an exchange student. So I <laughs> figured that the money yeah. could be used in Miami. <laughs> in yeah. Miami. Yeah. So, and um, at that time, I didn't really know what kind of motorcycle I wanted to ride. So yeah, I, to, I took a break from motorcycle. And then we met. Yep. And then, like a year after, like, no, two years after, he told me, like, you know what? Like, I'm missing riding a motorcycle. I think I'm going to buy a new one. Day. Okay. However, I want to share that to you, with you. So don't buy a stupid sports bike, like, when I'm above your head. Like, like buy something, like, cool, you know? Practical. like Yeah. And Function. I don't want, like, of course, when you have your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband riding a motorcycle, you're always, like, worried. But, like, I don't want to worry because you have a stupid motorcycle. So let's try to buy something, like... Let's worry less. Yeah, yeah exactly. Less. And that's how real our motorcycle life started because Remy was looking for a bike. And I'm too short for a GS, so I ended up with a Bonneville. That works. And while he was w- looking for this bike, he was... You were on some forum about the Bonneville and everything. Yeah, because I... I knew I wanted a Bonneville, but I hated the way it looked stock. Yeah. So I was already on forums to see what I could easily do to the bike to make it look nicer. And that's where we m- I met some of our best friends. And we created, we later created that group called the Dandy Riders that later transformed into organizing a festival with 12,000 people. And all Amazing. That. And that's how we met Remy, the founder of Back. It was, you know, in this like kind of big but small world back in France. No, this is why I'm asking. I'm seeing yeah, how this all... Yeah, exactly. So we were like, I was always a passenger and I was like, we were doing like, not, not the commute, but you know, in the weekend going up in the mountain or you go to the beach, it's easier to park, especially like in France. You In France, you ride a motorcycle kind of because you have to because it's complicated to park um, yeah, the streets are more narrow. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's how everything like really started with uh, with my adventure and motorcycle. And I didn't have my license back in France, so we arrived in the US, starting back. Say, okay, I think now it's time for me <laughs> to get, get license. my license. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think it's that too, and it's so easy here compared to France. Like to France, get a license? yeah. Like in like what's what the, in France you have like. So you have three. You have three exams. First, you have the um, the code or oh, the, the, the the theory where you have you have to uh, study for the, the written th- test. The written test. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's a long thing. Like you need to be at. It's like you got to go to school and take yeah, a exactly. Class. You, you need to, to go to school. You need to yeah. watch to watch. Like uh, you need to learn at school. It's not something you maybe now you can do it, but at when so like basically you go to. So no, no, go ahead. You go to the drive to a driving school. It's a real thing. In 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 France, you go to the driving yeah, school. Yeah, because in France, we learn how to drive and how to ride. <laughs> oh, everybody. Yeah. yeah, like we have. We no, have you say that's school. Yeah, that's a so proper y- school. It's, <laughs> it's called a driving school. So you go to driving school. You sit in a, in a room and you are and you 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 learn about road signs, a lot of things, and then you have to take. Uh, 
test. Once the driving instructor thinks that you can take the real test at the local DMV, he says, okay, but you can be in school learning about signs and all that for like three to four months. Then you take the written yeah, test. Yeah, basically, it's like, a, it's like... Four months learning yeah. signs. Because yeah. basically, at, because there is a lot of students and not that... you There is a, a certain number of person who can pass this exam per day or whatever. So if you go to pass the exam, you need to have it. Like there is no, okay, let's give it a try. No, you you need to have it. So um, I think at when I was riding, uh, learning to drive a car, it was like minimum 40 hours learning how to... Who wants to get their license? This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. but there is, no, there is no option. And But at least after that, we... We, uh, is there a ceremony when you get your license? Like almost, like, you oh know, no, when no, the oh, there should be. There, there should, should be. be. So you, once you get your uh, written test, now you can learn how to drive a car. And we drive manuals. No, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about bikes, but, but yeah, the same. Bike, bike is the same. So you, you have your written test. Now you can go on a motorcycle. First, you have to, we learn how, you know the Gymkhana thing that, the the cops do between the cones mm-hmm. yeah you go on the parking lot basically like the safety class we have the safety class here yeah. you don't have to take it but it's still a, it's still a thing so you spend easily 15 to 20 hour on a parking lot going super slow and we're talking about five miles an hour between oh. between cones then you do um, you're going 20 miles an hour and you need to do emergency braking you need to do a swerve and all that and after that you can learn how to ride a bike it on the road, in the streets. And then you can maybe take your exam. What a headache. Yeah. Yep. And then when you get your exam, you cannot ride any motorcycle. Like you, you have to, what's the... What's the so, m- now, so now for the first two years, you have to, l- to ride a, s- a bike that has a power to weight ratio under a certain number so that's why the 300 cc and 400 cc market is booming in europe so that's for the first two years and then you have to take another exam that's right i've seen that and i've seen those licenses that you're you have to do different tests for yeah. Yeah. The CCs. Yeah. yeah like a1 a2 and a so a1 is under a certain power to weight ratio um that's where the 300 to 400 cc um uh bikes come in and then you, after that you have to take another exam then you get your A2. and Which is more CC, more power. More CC, more power. Than, for example, you can actually take a Triumph Bonneville and have it modified. modified. It's basically just the throttle cannot open all the way. So, and it's that restricted. Restricted. And that lasts for another two years. So you're four years in and you, cannot, you still cannot ride a... Full potential. Full potential. So it's really about trying to get your like a progression in your riding skills because no, it it, may, it makes all the sense. But my question to you both would be: Is there any statistics of how many accidents are are in France versus you know in the United States? What's the percentage of motorcycle riders? Uh, in the population, and then how many accidents do they have versus population here? Like, you know, if you break it down in percentage, is it really helping, or is it yeah. a, also a bit? I mean, I see how it would help, but I want to know stats. 
Or is it also just like a an insurance business thing I, where it's I like I don't have the stat specific for motorcycle, but I read a stat is like there is three to four times more people dying on the road here in the United States compared to France. On motorcycles. General. General, yeah. Motorcycle and yeah, that that so accidents or just deaths overall? Death from accident. From vehicle. Vehicular accident, yeah. There Got is it. about three to four times more people dying on the road. But that's so hard to compare. And com- like, and, and um, also, pop- like, com- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. compared to the population, like, we, we, we are, there is like. Compounded to the population. Yeah. Right, so based off percentage yeah. And, yeah. and overall whole but numbers. But also, it's hard, it's very hard to compare, even in terms of percentage, because. Here in the United States, the motorcycle use is much more rec- recreational. That's people yeah. use their That's motorcycle during the weekend more for fun. When if you go to any big city in France, in Europe, in, in, in the world, yeah. in the world, you'll yeah. see people riding to and from work um, with multiple people on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yep. multiple but to. Maximum two in France. I, I was in India, five. Up to five in India. We were, scooter. we were in Indonesia and it was crazy, but yeah. Indonesia, yeah. So there is a completely different vision of motorcycle and use of motorcycles. And also, don't forget, in the US, there is some state, you, it's like forbidden to ride a motorcycle during winter. Yeah. We don't have this kind of restriction in France because we can ride a motorcycle like... No all matter what, yeah, yeah, all year because long. it's it, it's people's, it's it's affordable transportation, and yeah. it's the only way to get around. A lot of people, Are you for okay? yeah, 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 it's just that Laura is uh, pushing down on the cables. Oh, a lot of yeah, <laughs> oh, like surrounding. Yeah, look at your surroundings. Um, a lot of people would have a one twenty five cc scooter for Monday to Friday to commute. And that that thing would be trash, like because it's parked outside. Yeah. There's a top case, so you can throw your it's in the your snow. Helmet. It's yeah. in the rain. It's in the rain, and then they have their weekend motorcycle that is parked, garage, covered, covered. Like they use right clean, the right clean to make it all shiny and polished. Yeah, that's so right. There is a lot of difference. So, and it's also, for example, in Paris, you don't have a garage, no. like a garage. You yeah, yeah. like your bicycle your motorcycle your car is parked outside so you don't want to put like too much money and you don't have a nice bike because you know someone can, can store it, it can steal it, it can you know, or damage it or whatever so it's like and everything it's smaller in france like the yeah, yeah the house are smaller so mo- most of the time you have one car garage you don't have any room for like 20 bikes even if we have friends who have like you start with one and Never stop. So, so this is why you guys got the seven thousand square foot warehouse. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. we are. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have some yeah. friends that take advantage of that. They're like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and also because I have, I have that bike, and can I park it at back? And also yeah, because back is also working on Land Rover Defender. We gonna we are we we are working on it right now. Yeah, sorry for the cable. Um, so we are taking at least twenty five years old. Land Rover Defender, and we are changing the engine to make it 100% electric. Yeah, you're good, you're so good. we need 
we needed to have a big space to also be able to have no, those no, Land Rover defenders. I'm teasing you. No, no, you don't have to justify <laughs> your warehouse. You can get a 70,000 square foot yeah. warehouse. I, I wish I, so I, we could yeah. put planes and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't do not justify that. Uh, but I, I do find it interesting because, I, you know, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. What's interesting about L.A. is that everybody drives everywhere in L.A. If you go across the street, you have to drive. Yeah. If you're going to go to Seven Street, yeah. no one is walking except the tourist. No, nobody's walking. And, and not even them. They, they have to take cars because you can't go from Hollywood to Santa Monica to Beverly Hills. And you have to drive. No. And a fun fact, which I've said this on the podcast many times, is the reason that is, is because L.A. was built around the car. Yeah. When L.A. became popular, the car was popular. So then our blocks are bigger, our streets are wider and everything. But places like New York or Europe, they're so old that, you know, the streets are very narrow. And the reason they were narrow is because back then they had a function. You know, they created shade for people that are walking. You wouldn't get hot. And now that the city's developed, it's like they had to adapt, but you're still limited on not having a garage, uh, not, you know, places, motorcycles are more convenient. There's, I believe it's the same thing. And I'm, I'm now I'm just kind of guessing, but there's things that motorcycles can go to that cars can't go through oh, because yeah, yeah. of the width and the size and it's just more convenient overall, and it's more practice. Oh. And I and I've said this, you know, I, I I've been to, I've been to many countries, and it's just crazy overpopulated with scooters and motorcycles, and that's the transportation. And then here, one of the safest countries in the world, you know, people look down like, oh my god, you drive a motorcycle, and you know, I knew somebody that died on a motorcycle. I was yeah. like, why are you telling me? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I already committed. Like, why? You know. Yeah. And so yeah, and also in France, like the for example, the, you need to pay to use the highway, and it's cheaper when you are on a motorcycle. Interesting. Um, and gas yeah. is cheaper, and insurance exactly. is cheaper, and you don't need and to pay for parking. affordable. You don't need yeah. to pay for parking. <laughs> yeah. Now no. you need. Like in Paris, now you in have Paris to pay need, for parking. The other day we were we were in Pasadena, and I was trying to find a place to park a motorcycle, and I, I gave up, and I went to that parking structure, and I went to the attendant, and I said. Can motorcycle park for free? She looked at me and she laughed. She was like, "Nope, you pay." Like, what the fuck is going on? Why it's should it's I? Pay? It sounds like it was a Chinese one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. But yeah, I don't Asian. It's it's. I, I don't understand. I'm not gonna use a parking spot. I can I can park on the side. Why should I pay? It's it's very different way. It's maybe maybe it's because I'm European and I'm used to not pay for parking on motorcycle yeah. but well, you can park whenever you wherever, wherever you want yeah you can park on, on the sidewalk yeah you you we used to park like you know friday evening you want to have a date take the motorcycle to go to your restaurant you park in front of the restaurant that means like yeah of you don't spend like 20 minutes looking for a parking spot to say like okay i'm gonna spend 20 bucks in a in a private parking or whatever for the night just take the motorcycle park in front of the restaurant that's and it. you're all good. You, you see, but here's the thing. Um, you could do the same thing here. But we're so fucking traumatized with tickets that we don't. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and, I had, and I had a theory on this. I, I, was in, uh, I was in China. I was in Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Hong Kong. And we had drivers take us around. And I was like, oh, my God, Chinese drivers, right? And then I was like, oh, my God, they're good drivers. And like literally, I'm, I'm like, they're great drivers we're going through villages and we're going through the city we're going through town i'm like these are great drivers and anyways i had this little thought of like what happens to people when they come into this country why people are such bad drivers 
And it's that the United States has a lot of laws and rules and signs and no parking from this time to that time, no parking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Don't take a yellow park because if you take the yellow, the yellow light, we're going to give you a ticket for $200. If you smoke a cigarette and throw it out, that's $500. There's this penalty. Your insurance is going to go up. We're going to go. It, it becomes so overwhelming that when people come here, they're like, uh, and then the regular people that live here, like, babe, move out of your way, you know? Like, yeah, they, they pay, people pay more attention to, they pay too much attention to what they risk instead of actually driving. Back to that mind thing from the beginning where it's like, we, we are our own. Yeah, we uh, are our own. How can you say? We are our own. How do you say it in French? We are our own. Let's say we are our own lion. Lion. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we are just, <laughs> we are. Yeah, that, that no, makes yeah. It's just that we, are, we, we pay attention too much about the risk. Yeah, we create our we, own we, problem. We worry about our, exactly, we worry about, I, 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 I say this every now and then, uh, my grandfather used to say this, uh, people like to suffer. Yeah, people exactly. like to suffer, you know, Somehow, it's like, hey, yeah. go over there and just walk straight. And yeah. people are like, no. I'm going to go the long way and then complain about it. I was listening to a French podcast about happiness in general. And the woman who was like doing this podcast saying like, it's more complicated to be happy than to be unhappy. Like, you know, it's easier in the morning to be moody, to be, oh, I'm going to, I don't like this. Oh, it's complicated. Oh, like I'm yeah. like, oh, my but husband like snore during the whole night. I'm, I'm moody and whatever. Like, no, like it's yeah, more complicated foot, yeah. to choose to be happy and to relax about everything. Like being happy takes time and takes energy when being unhappy, unhappy and moody and hungry is easier for us as human beings. And that's crazy. Like well, it, it's, it's crazy and it's, it's how our brain is programmed. And our, and our brain, and it's, it, it's interesting because our brain is programmed to... Um, protect you okay but by protecting you it's being extremely lazy yeah. so if you wake up and hit your foot your body's like yeah look see the world is dangerous yeah. go back to bed it's gonna be bad don't day. go to work because you know you can get hurt you can die and don't uh, ride a motorcycle yeah, don't, don't don't get in the car don't talk to nobody don't look and your mind is like don't you don't want to go to the gym the gym's, it's heavy, and there's germs, and there's probably COVID. And you're going to sweat. And, and you're going to sweat, and you, you didn't take the, and, and, and it's our, it's, it's our fucking mind, and it's just a defense system, and this is why it's so hard for people to accomplish and get work done, because they buy into the story that your brain is telling you. Yeah, your and brain is your worst enemy, and you need, your you, you're, you're always fighting your brain, like, you know, every, <laughs> yes. every, every action you're doing, every, everything is happening to you, you have like two solutions. Like either yeah. you deal with it and it's going to be fine. Move forward. Or yeah. either you say like, no, I'm going to die. No, I want to no. be alone. No, I want to do that. And okay, like go for it. Y you, you have, have one go life. For it. Go for oh, it. Yeah. You have one life. But but just to add to about the brain, about being a, an enemy and, and your worst enemy is the funny part is your brain says, don't do this. Don't do that. Be careful. Don't do, don't, 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 don't. Uh, no. But at the end of the day, your brain says, you lazy shit. You did nothing. You <laughs> let a whole nother day pass. You failed again. I win. You're dumb. And this is our brain <laughs> about ourselves. Yeah, that's you so know? true. That it looks crazy. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it is crazy. <laughs> and what's crazy right. is we know it and we fall for the trap. Yeah, we fall for the trap because it says, "Hey, eat, eat, eat a cookie." 
Get the baguette. Put extra butter. What yeah. cholesterol? <laughs> Dip it in the car. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. We, no, no, we all are. This yeah, is this is why we're 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 in such a a, a failing society in, in many sense, you know. And this is why people get stuck in this uh, th- this pattern of of obesity. Of uh, yeah, because also you have. It's easy when your brain is your worst enemy to say, "Yeah, don't go to work. Just don't do nothing." Yeah. And you start your your TV and you have Netflix. Everything is at the reach of your thumb. Yeah. And everything is provided to you nowadays. So the instant gratification. Yeah. So you don't have to fight for it. Yeah, but on the other way, like now with like all the social media and you know, you have like those like fake entrepreneur and they, yeah, you can go for it. You are like, you can do you anything, you, you know, yeah. but and in other way you have like, it's okay not to be okay. Take the time. It's okay to be, uh, to be sad today. Like, be sad today. Tomorrow is gonna be a better day. Like you are always, you know, fighting those two. And yeah, you don't like know who an, to an listen, what to do. Like you say, like okay, you know what? Okay, today I'm not okay. Like I'm not gonna go to work because, like, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna cry. Everything is gonna be like a mountain. Everything's gonna be complicated. So okay, you know what? I'm taking the day off, and tomorrow is gonna be better. But in the other way, you say, like, no, I can fight it. I can be better. I can do better. I have to be better. So you're always, like... You're like battling. You're, yeah, you're always battling. Or you're always fighting and trying to be better every day. And then you have this whole, like, fake world around you and you compare yourself, which is super, super bad. Um, trying to see, like, oh, yeah, but this person, like, you know, I, I saw him on, on Instagram or whatever, and he fought it and he won yeah, but no, he didn't have any trouble. Like it was a fake one. It was like a fake mistake or whatever. It's just like showing off on Instagram. No, it, it, it's, it's, look, it, it's, it's very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, number one, you have to fight. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're being distracted. Uh, you know, we have a roof over our head. We have controlled temperatures. We have flat surfaces. We have mm-hmm. light. We have electricity. They're making it so we don't have to fight, but we have to fight all the time. And, and then for the law of attraction, the law of attraction is very simple. You have to attract positive things, but you have to work towards those things. So the, the perfect example is if I sit here and I say, I'm going to join the Olympics and I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I visualize that I'm going to win. I'm going to win. If I don't train and yeah. just visualize, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to get, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do good. But if I'm training and I'm waking up early and I'm visualizing and I'm saying I'm going to win, I'm going to train, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to get a coach, I'm going to do this. Yeah, you have a positive mindset around you. you. Exactly. If you have a positive mindset and you're working towards your goal, awesome. But if you're, if I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm not the greatest podcast in the world, I wanna, the you know podcast, what it's like. But I don't need guests, and I don't need to publish, and I don't need to do social marketing, and I don't need to contact anybody. <laughs> then I, I'm yeah. going to fail. Yeah. So very, that's very yeah. simple. Yeah, of course. And, and you have to stay positive. Uh, th- there's a debate right now about like you know the, the sad days or the depression or whatever the case is. It's not something you catch. It's just your situation kind of sucks and you need to change your situation. And if you change your situation, you wouldn't feel the way you're feeling. So change your situation. I mean, it's kind of simple. Yeah. But it's yeah, kind of simple. But we complicate it. But it's, yeah. yeah, we we make we make it complicated. It's something that we are every so often reminded is. Sometimes just take a break, take a step back, and look at what you've accomplished over the last month, 
six months and year. And you're like, oh, shit. That's very nice. I did that. I did that. I went, I overcome that challenge. I went through that problem. And we don't do it enough, but it really helps you moving forward and say, okay, I'm not the same, per same person I was a month ago, six months ago, a year ago. Now I can do more. I can do better. Or I can improve that, you know. And that's very important. And it, it really helps us building back and building other project and uh it's it's very important at least to me and i feel like we need to do that more taking that step yeah, but back and you are lucky yeah because i have you oh no but like <laughs> you also have the thing like yeah of course we need to, to do that sometimes you just like breathe and look around you and say okay this like i did that of course i had the help you you cannot do anything by yourself we are together we have the support of our family we have great people around us But you have also those people who say, yeah, but you are so lucky. You are so lucky you live in LA under the palm tree. And oh, it's like, you know, right now in France, it's raining, it's it's cold, it's winter. Like well, here you it's live very cold too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like 65. So it's, it's almost 70. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're lucky. Like everything is easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> everything is easy for you. Yeah, you're okay. spoiled. Yeah, of course. And like, You know, sometimes like you're fighting and say, yeah, but no, I had these difficulties and, and this has happened to me. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm not going to talk to you because if you think I'm just lucky, like you didn't understand a thing about what's happening to me right now. And I, I'm sure like you're lucky. Like, oh, you have great guests on your podcast. Oh, you're just so lucky. Yeah, it just fell on your lap. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, like, no. No. it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, pe people... It's important to also kind of do a selection in the people that surround you. You want to you want to surround yourself with positivity and people that have kind of the same mindset and want to bring their life to the same point or to towards the same direction as you. Because if you if you keep people around you that are very negative and that say oh you're lucky, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be take taking up of your your time to try to resonate with them or to talk with them whereas you could do something yeah. better. Think about the five closer people, the five closer person you have around you. They define who you are. Those five person, yeah. if they are negative, if they are like lazy or whatever, this is who you are too. So trying to surround yourself by like, it's not like you need to have like better pe person and you need to... Um, to take advantage of person or whatever, but you need to be surrounded by people who have the same mindset mindset and wants to do have the same thing goals like yeah. you exactly and this and is help like you grow exactly and this is super important and right now we have uh, like one of the first girl I met here in, in LA is a, a French girl called Han and she's also starting a business and you know we have always the same way to think and I just want her to have success. So it's not because I, I'm, I'm working with her or we're talking about her business, I'm going to fail. No, I want to push her. I want her to do better, to, do, to go bigger. And sometimes you say like, okay, like it's, you do what you want to do, but this is what I think. Maybe it's not the right thing. And say, yeah, I'm not agree with you, but you know what? I'm going to take it, put it in a corner in my brain. And at the end, it's going to still help me. 
to grow and to um, develop my business and develop my creativity and, and everything. And, you know, having this kind of conversation with, like, um, independent person and creative person, and even if it's not an entrepreneur, even if you're an employee and you love riding a motorcycle and you want to create something, it's, like, amazing to be surrounded by those kind of people. It, it's it's so necessary. And, and, and if anything, that would be my main question. My main question would be, like, why... Why do people resist on helping people? And and it's sometimes it's worse. And I've said this many times. Sometimes it's your own family. Sometimes it's your own family saying, you can't do that. You, you, you're going to move to Los Angeles? Well, that's stupid. I thought you went in 2016 and it was dumb. You know, and, and, and people, you're going to start your own business? You're going to quit your job? You're going to marry him? And what if you, you fail? Yeah. What if you fail? Yeah. When we were? Let me try. When we yeah. were and, moving? And you know what? I'm not going to fail because if... I'm failing. I'm still learning. Right. And I'm I'm going to start again. Right. Some people when we were preparing a move to Los Angeles were like how long before you come back? How long do you give yourself to decide whether or not the business is going to be successful or not? I was like shit. I'm not I'm even thinking about that. <laughs> if I, if I think about that I'm not doing it and I haven't stepped foot in Los Angeles. I don't know. Maybe maybe in 10 years I'll be st still struggling, but as long as I, I, I want to struggle, I'll struggle. You're always, you know, you're that always was a, such a weird question. You're always struggling because you always want more and everything. But like, we are still here after four years, after yeah. COVID and after everything. Which we is are the biggest <laughs> test ever. Yeah. <laughs> we are still married. That's <laughs> a good one too. Because yeah. uh, yes. working together is not that easy. You need to find your rhythm. You need to find your system on... Okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I keep Laura. I keep Laura doing whatever she does, and she's good at. So we don't uh, step on each other's toes, but it took some time to find the rhythm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's not easy for, for couples to be married, have a, a child <laughs> that just sleeps on podcasts, yeah. and, and run a business. And deal with clients and then have, uh, you know, sales and shipping and logistics and emergencies. You know, somebody's bike breaks down and now you have to pick up the bike and can you pick it up? And, you know, you can't move the bike. You have to move the bike. But I can't drive because it's, it's so it's I mean, it's one of the hardest things in the world, I think, is, is working relationships on a business. Yeah, but at least we understand each other. Yeah. Like, you know, and if. A customer calls us on a Sunday morning, say, can I come by the shop like now? We're going to say yes together because it's our own business. It's not like, you know, let's say the, the, the more cliche, like the wife is staying at home and the man is like working a lot. I understand that like, as a wife, you don't want your husband to leave on a Sunday at noon to go to see a customer. But when it's your own business... And it's like a really bad cliche, obviously, I just say. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's yeah, our own success, so we're going to say yes. You're going to hurt yeah, him. Hey, of get course. out of here. Yeah. And sometimes he's just going to say like, you know what, I'm I'm going, stay at home, it's okay. Or sometimes say, okay, I'll go, it's okay. But yeah, we have our, we have the same goal, so it's easy to understand each other. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm very proud of you guys. I wish you tons of success. We did an hour and 35 minutes. Please let the listeners know uh, what's your website, how can they find you, what's your social medias, if you guys want to share. Share how to get a hold of Buck. Yep. 
So the website is backusa.com. That's B-A-A-K-U-S-A.com. You can find us on Instagram, backusa. Again, B-A-A-K-U-S-A. The yeah, if you send them this, a DM on Back USA, it's going to be either Remy or I who answered the... So you both run the, the account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Mostly They've Laura. I it's, if it's a technical question, it's going to be Remy. Right. Yeah, but Laura does an amazing job at uh, running the Instagram page. Uh, Back USA, the profile picture is the logo, uh, but with a blue background. If it's a black background, it's the French page. Uh, Back USA on Facebook, uh, and uh, you can uh, you can find us on Google. Also, you tap Back USA or Motorcycle Shop LA. We are uh, on almost at the top page, and you can uh, come to see us at the the shop. We can meet at the bike shed in London. Not no. in London. <laughs> <laughs> in London. <laughs> because I was looking at the yeah, cab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. You can uh, we can uh, we can meet at the bike shed in uh, Los Angeles and uh, we can meet anywhere we can meet in Malibu we can uh, we can go ride and uh, yeah you can find us uh, easily and then uh, th real quick you mentioned uh, what what are the next few events you guys have coming up you have one on December 2nd you said December 3rd uh, so we uh, we are organizing a ride every first or second Saturday of the month Depending on the beachside moto, we are we so just collaborate exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they do one, we do the the week before, the week after. So that's not. Yeah. So you, you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> so you can find our calendar on the uh, Instagram page. Uh, okay. So December third, we're gonna do a ride around back and uh, barbecue, and then we're gonna do rides every month. And in June, we're gonna do a camping trip. Wow, that's yep. gonna be exciting. So that's gonna Joshua Tree, or um, it's basically around the Lone Pine area. Okay, so very cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not like a camping camping trip. It's more like a ready to camp location. Um, it's one hour and a half from LA. It's called Utopia, and they already have like small cabin ready. So Set you just so yeah, yeah exactly. Just so right they have there. a restaurant. So you just right Sounds there. Sounds like my kind of camping. Yeah. Exactly. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna leave from back right together, and we also want to give the opportunity to families to join us at the camp. So if, for example, you want your wife and your kid wants to uh, come at the end of the day. In a car, they can join us. They have a big pool, and we can at least enjoy the evening together. And on a Sunday, we can still also like share this moment together, and not just about motorcycle. That's that's very awesome, guys. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be June tenth of twenty twenty three. Yeah. The big two events coming are December third of twenty twenty two, and then June. That's awesome. Yeah. Guys, I wish you tons and tons of success. Thank you for being here. We Thank will you so do much, this Marcus. again. Thank you very uh, much. And until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.